Tales from the Soggy Doggy Coffee Shop, Episode 5. Take yourself out on a walk, yeah, you need to unwind. A bit around the block, there's a place you will find. If you go, you will know this is where you want to stop. These are the tales from the Soggy Doggy Coffee Shop. These are the tales from the Soggy Doggy Coffee Shop. Hi, Thelma, here's your mail. Thanks, Roland. Just leave it on the... Roland, what in the name of Aunt Polly's pocket protector are you doing on that pogo stick? And inside my coffee shop. Yeah, isn't this great, Thelma? I'm getting pretty good. Oh, uh, sorry, Thelma. Have you been on that thing all day? You look like a rubber bouncy ball. Whoa. whoa. And you're squeaking like an old garden gate. Yeah, I, I sure have, Thelma. All day, I'm going to be famous. The, the first dog to deliver the mail on a pogo stick. Oh, sorry, Thelma. Well, can you at least move away from the counter before you destroy what's left of my coffee shop? Oh, yeah, sure, Thelma, sure. Sorry. Open a coffee shop, they said. It'll be fun, they said. Hey, hey, JR, what do you think of this? Ooh, Roland, <laughs> do I even want to ask why you're on that pogo stick? Shouldn't you be delivering the mail instead? Oh, uh, I am delivering the mail, JR. I'm going to be... Oh, sorry, Thelma. Okay, let me guess. You want to see how many ways you can drive poor Thelma up the wall. Am I right? No, JR. I want to be the first dog to deliver the mail on a pogo stick. Well, can you stop for now, buddy? I can't think while you're doing that. You're squeaking like an like an old garden gate. Hey, uh, well, yeah, that that's what Thelma said. Well, it's a pretty good simile. Is, is a simile a kind of garden gate? What? No, Roland. A simile is a. Uh, hey, watch where you're going. Oh, ow! Oh, 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 ow! Roland. Uh, sorry, Thelma. You okay, buddy? Yeah, I guess so. Maybe bouncing on a pogo stick in a coffee shop isn't such a great idea. Maybe not. Oh, hey, are you making a new episode for your poetry podcast? Well, I'm trying. This episode is going to be about similes. Oh, but, but that's not a kind of garden gate, right? No, buddy. A simile is when you compare one thing to something entirely different. Like when Thelma said your pogo stick was squeaking like an old garden gate. Yeah, she also said I was bouncing like a rubber ball. There you go. Those are similes. And poets like to use similes? All the time. Like in this poem by Eileen Spinelli, where she says the lights on boats and bridges look like bracelets. Oh, well, that stuff's all pretty cool, I guess. Yeah, I think so. Oh, but I better get back to work, JR. You know the mail. It's like a mountain river that never stops flowing. Hey, that's a pretty good simile, Roland. It is? Hey, I guess it is. Oh, well, have a good day. Aren't you taking your pogo stick? No, I don't think so. I've decided maybe I shouldn't be the first dog to deliver the mail on a pogo stick. It's a little too dangerous. Probably a good call, buddy. Yeah. So instead, I'm going to be the first dog to deliver the mail while walking backward. Backward? Yeah, this will be great. <laughs> See you later, JR. Roland, don't you think you... Ow! Oh, whoops. Roland, quit destroying my coffee shop. Sorry, Thelma. The door's that way, buddy. 
Yeah, I got it. Thanks, JR. Good luck with the podcast. Ow! In a city where night is as dark as burnt toast. You think you're such a bad dog, don't you, detective? And life on the streets is as crooked as spaghetti in a blender. You're barking up the wrong tree, Peretti. You can keep talking trash, but I'm not gonna roll in it. One dog has a nose for sniffing out the truth. Why so hot under the dog collar, Lieutenant? Max Shepard is a hero who takes a bite out of crime. And crime is like bacon. It's greasy and really bad for you. Look, Shepard, I've given you a lot of leash, but either you gotta learn to heal Whoa, whoa, whoa there, Lieutenant. Uh, did you mean that literally? You've given me a lot of leash? Be because I don't remember when you were- What? No, Shepard. I mean, I've let you make your own decisions. Like a dog who's on a very long leash gets to make his own decisions. Oh, oh, I get it. So when you say it that way, you let me make my own decisions like a dog who is on a long leash. That's called a simile. Pretty cool, huh? Well, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Oh, sorry to interrupt, though, uh, Lieutenant. Go ahead. Right. Where was I? Um, either I learned to heal. Right. Either you learn to heal, or I'll be pulling your license. From the director of 10,000 Similes Under the Sea... Voyage to the center of the simile, and cats, comes a movie with more twists than a pug's tail, a story with more suspense than a $5 all-you-can-eat buffet. You asked me if I'm gonna be here for you, Max. Well, I'm here now. This is just the beginning. The beginning of the end of what we began yesterday before we started back at the beginning. He's Max Shepard, a rebel private eye with courage like fire, a mind like a steel trap, and droopy ears that look a lot like pancakes. I've got a bone to pick with you, Peretti, and that bone's name is Justice. Shocking as an invisible fence, says the Daily Beagle. Moves like a greased chihuahua down a slip and slide, raves the Rhode Island Retriever. And Roger E. Bear says, two paws way up. Simile, the movie. Starring Arnold Stallone as Max Shepard, Private Eye. He's nobody's lapdog. Hi, my name is Alina, and this is my poem, Imagination. If there was a tornado, or someone had the flu, I'd pack up, and here is what I'd do. I would go to the zoo to pet koala bears, then sit under a tree and munch on some pears. I'd go to the moon and play a bassoon, review what I'd seen, then come back for Halloween. I'd visit another nation, though this is all my imagination. Hi, Mr. Russell. Hi! What are you doing, Mr. Russell? Oh, hi, Henry. Is that your pogo stick, Mr. Russell? It's a good-looking pogo stick. It is a good-looking pogo stick, Henry. But it's not mine. It belongs to my friend Roland. Is he your friend who delivers the mail? I ran into him today. Oh, well, that's nice. No, Mr. Russell. I mean, I really ran into him today. Do you know that he's delivering the mail while walking backward? 
Actually, yes, Henry, I did know that. Maybe when I'm a grown-up dog, I'll deliver the mail like your friend Mr. Roland. Oh, but I'd probably walk forward instead of backward. That's probably a good idea, Henry. But I also want to be an architect, Mr. Russell. And I want to be a paleontologist. And a climatologist. And a marine biologist. And of course, I want to be a songwriter. Well, of course. And that's why your podcast is such good practice for me, Mr. Russell. So what kind of song should I write for you today? For my podcast? Well, right, Mr. Russell. I wrote a song for your podcast about alliteration. And I wrote another song about onomatopoeia. What's your podcast going to be about today? It's about similes, Henry. Do you know what a simile is? Oh, sure, Mr. Russell, sure. A simile is when you say one thing is like something else. Like if I said... Miss Thelma's coffee shop shines like a lighthouse in a storm. That would be a simile. Henry McIntosh, I heard that. You dear, sweet puppy. Oh, hi, Miss Thelma. A lighthouse in a storm. That is about the sweetest thing ever. Here, here's a fig and pecan scone, and here's a kiss on your head. My coffee shop is like a lighthouse in a storm. Imagine that. Wow. So, what do you think, Mr. Russell? Well, I think Thelma's never kissed me on the top of my head before. Uh, But the song, Mr. Russell, should I write a song about similes for your podcast? Huh? Oh, well, sure, Henry. Go right ahead, I guess. Great, Mr. Russell, great. I'll write a song about similes, and then I'll sing the song on your podcast. See you soon, Mr. Russell. Yep. See you soon, Henry. Hmm. Thelma's never kissed me on the top of my head before. From my favorite corner table at the Soggy Doggy Coffee Shop, this is Eric Odie with today's special guest, author, award-winning poet, and awfully fun personality, Marilyn Singer. Marilyn, welcome to the coffee shop. Thank you very much. Can I have tea? Is that okay? Tea is just fine. Absolutely. Yeah. Whatever (laughs) you need. So I wanted to jump first in with setting because um, I know that you grew up in New York you still live in New York. Is that correct? That is true. I live in Brooklyn, actually. And and I was thinking about how many of your poems reference the city as a setting. And I was thinking about, for instance, like Broadway Moon in A Full Moon is Rising or or both Hopscotch and Jump in A Stick is an Excellent Thing. And, and even some of the poems in, uh, in Feel the Beat. Can you tell me about that? I do write a number of poems that take place in the city. I'm very energized by the city. Uh, I walk around a lot, and I look at things, and I listen to things, and uh, I like to write poetry with a pen and a yellow legal pad so that I'm very portable, so I can write anywhere, and I do write anywhere. I used to write a lot in the main branch of the Brooklyn Public Library, which one of the librarians called Marilyn's Office, but it was a very energetic place. Um, And I live across the street from a schoolyard, from an elementary school. So I see kids all day long doing things out there, and that influences my writing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the city is definitely, I guess you could say it's a character in in my 
some of my poems. Yeah, but I was thinking how often we we think that poetry has to deal with outdoors and with nature, you know, quiet kinds of things. And I love that you're willing to bring poetry into noisier urban kinds of settings like that. Yeah, I also write about nature, though, a lot, too, because I like to uh, get away from the noise of the city sometimes. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a big bird watcher, so I've been doing that for a long time. So a number of my poems reflect that. Right, yeah. And are you a, you would call yourself a, a people watcher? Oh, yeah, I think so. You know what? I think all writers are eavesdroppers. <laughs> don't you think? Don't you think that's true? I, mean, I think so, you know, yeah. We we can't even help it. You know, I think I think you hear something and you get curious about it. Right, right. We were spending uh this episode talking a lot about similes and I was wondering if you have a, a couple of simile filled poems for us today. Well, we could read a poem from my new book, I'm the Big One Now, Poems About Growing Up which uh, was illustrated by Janet Christie and published by Wordsong Boyd's Mills. Perfect. What do you think? Excellent. Can I suggest that we do um, First Good Snap, First Good Whistle, a poem for two voices? That's a great idea. Excellent. Excellent. And I, and I know that that is um, simile filled. How about, let's see, I will take the snap part if you take the whistle part. I will do that. And by the way, I'm a terrible snapper and a terrible whistler, but here we go anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that conquers my next that conquers my next question because I, I was going to ask you about if if you remember the first time you pulled off a really good whistle, but I, I guess maybe it it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> I try. I'm still working on it. I think. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, dear. <laughs> well, I, I can't snap particularly well, so um, I, I, I'm, I <laughs> so feel for you. We're yeah. both can you whistle well? I can whistle pretty well. Oh, yeah. that's good. That's good. Yeah, but the number of times I want to lay down a good a good rhythm with a snap, it just doesn't come together. So so you're working on the snaps. I'm working on the whistle. <laughs> I've kind of given up, actually. I don't even think I'm working on it anymore. <laughs> Well, all right, all right. First, first good snap. Okay, and so here we go. This is a poem called First Good Snap. First Good Whistle. A poem for two voices. Like the sound of the moon. Like a leaky old balloon. Like a drum before it struck. Like a really tired duck. I'm saying it was silent. I'm saying it was lame. When I snapped, no one heard it. When I whistled, no one came. Suddenly, aha! All at once, oh! My fingers now can do it. My lips know how to blow. To think I couldn't snap. To think I couldn't whistle. Not so long. Oh, so long ago. ago. <laughs> Wonderful. And then, and then you are well known for your reverso poems. You are the author of um, Oh Mirror Mirror and Follow Follow, uh, Echo Echo, and and there must be a part of you that really enjoys the puzzle aspect of like this is this is two poems in one. Are you a puzzle person? You know, it's interesting. I, I think I'm a word puzzle person. Mm -hmm. I don't think I would do Sudoku at all because <laughs> I look at numbers and they frighten. So, mm -hmm. but I do, yeah, I do like, I do like word puzzles. I also like trivia. 
I love Jeopardy. I watch Jeopardy every night. Well, I, I, I need some more poems from you. Do you have uh, Do you have another poem you'd like to share with us? I do. This is another one from uh, I'm the Big One Now. It's called Holding My New Brother for the First Time. Still as the stone frog in the yard by the daisies, I sit, trying to breathe the way he breathes, so deep and slow. But my mind is hopping like a real frog. In woods, by the pond, I'm first. I'm not the only. I'm young, but I'm the older. Wow! I'm the big one now. That is a beautiful, beautiful poem, Marilyn, and and I love that you bring. I love that you bring the image of the frog in twice, and that both times it is a, a different simile because the first time you talk about the stone frog, and then the hopping like a real frog. You, my my mind is hopping like a real frog. I think a really good sim, a simile is a surprising comparison. It might not be something that you've thought of before, but when you see it or read it or hear it, you go, oh yeah. Well, Marilyn, thank you so much. This has been such a treat for me. I really appreciate you taking the time to join us here at the coffee shop. Well, I had a lot of fun and uh, I love talking with you. It was, it was, it was very enjoyable and we laughed a lot. <laughs> a lot. All right. Well, thank you so much. Be well. Happy writing. You too. Take care. Okay, that's two Grande Chaco Frappo Mocha Cappuccinos with non-dairy whip and a bag of salted trout chips. You two have a nice day. Oh, hi, JR. What can I get for you? Hi, Thelma. This tea you gave me. Are you... Are you sure it's the Sassy Pants Morning Sparkle Tea? I think maybe you gave me the... Snoozy Snuggle Chamomile by mistake. Oh, sorry, JR. Um, let me just grab this phone call real quick. Yeah, sure, Thelma. <sighs> Soggy Doggy Coffee Shop, this is Thelma. Oh, hi, Mama. It's nice of you to call. Mama, I think I hear waves in the background. Are you at the beach today? You're on a submarine? Mama, why are you on a submarine? You were writing a poem about nighttime, and you wanted to compare going to sleep with going underwater in a submarine. Well, yes, I do think that's a really good comparison, Mama, but I just... A simile? Yes, I know that can be called a simile. But, Mama, do you really have to go on a submarine to write a poem about a submarine? Couldn't you just use your imagination? Mm, No, you're right. You're the poet. You did win that silver water dish for your poem where you compared your doggy bed to a bologna sandwich, after all. I'm just not sure taking a submarine ride in the middle of the Arctic Ocean is such a good idea. When are you? The captain calls you Pierre? Why does he call you Pierre, Mama? Because of Dr. Pierre Aranax in 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea? I'm not familiar with that book, Mama. Well, I do read books, Mama. I just haven't read that book. And maybe later I'll... 
Mama, I hear a siren in the background. Well, I think that means your submarine is about to dive underwater. Yes, you probably should close that big round door up top first. Okay, I'll look forward to hearing your poem when you get back home. I love you, Mama. Bye. Sorry about that, JR. Now, what were you asking about the tea? Hmm. I wonder if I accidentally gave him the snoozy snuggle chamomile tea by mistake. Well, my name is Jovi and my poem is called Life. This is the poem. Walking along the ocean, the waves are constantly in motion. The smells, the sights, the sounds of the sea, the memories, the thoughts come crashing back to me. Like the sadness, the despair, when you're told your idea is a bust. Like a hope, a dream, teetering on the edge of forgiveness and trust. So different, yet somehow the same. And yet sometimes it feels like you and life are playing a game. You chase this, life gives you that. Sometimes you feel like you've been suddenly folded up and stuffed in a hat. Like you're no more than an elf to sit on a shelf, or a book to be put in a nook. Like the thing you have been chasing for all of your life is suddenly gone. This is all I have to say, nothing more, nothing less. So if you don't mind, I will be on my way. Maybe I will talk to you again one day, but not right now. Right now we will go our separate ways and say, maybe I will see you again, maybe one day. Hi, Mr. Russell. Hi, I'm back, Mr. Russell. Oh, hi, Henry. I have your song ready for your podcast, Mr. Russell. It's a song all about similes. Can I sing it for you? Well, sure, Henry. I guess this is a good time for your song. That's great, Mr. Russell. And it's a duet, so I'll need you to help. Uh, a duet? That's right, Mr. Russell. A duet is a song that's sung by two people, or two dogs in this case. And so I'll need you to sing, too. Um, Henry... I don't really sing very much. Oh, anyone can sing, Mr. Russell. And your part is really easy. Easy, huh? Well, just how easy exactly? Well, it's a song about similes. I guess I said that already. So you need to sing, that's a simile, or something like that at the end of each verse. That's pretty easy, huh? Well, I guess so, Henry. Okay. So, you ready? I'm ready. Great. Okay, Mr. Russell, here we go. A frog met a turtle one day in a pond. They found as they spoke, they both were fond of similes. Uh, of similes? That was pretty good, Mr. Russell. It was? Yeah, let's keep going, okay? Okay. Said the frog, if I tell you this pond is so deep like a wintertime bear when he's fallen asleep, that's a simile. That's a simile. Because, you know, like bears, they hibernate in the winter when it's cold. Yeah, I know. If I say, said the turtle, the water's as clear as the dew on the grass or a crocodile's tear, that's a simile. That's a simile. Wow, that was really good, Mr. Russell. Thanks, kid. This is kind of fun. Said the frog, if I tell you the grass smells as sweet as mosquitoes in syrup, my favorite treat, that's a simile. 
that's a simile. You know, because frogs eat bugs. Right. I don't eat bugs. That sounds gross. But I'm trying to write yeah. as a frog. I... Then if I say said turtle, your smile is as warm as my home in this shell. When I hide from a storm, that's a simile. That's a simile. Yeah, because, you know, he's a turtle, so he lives in his shell. Right, right. Then they found a canoe and they sailed down a brook Like two private detectives out searching and looking for similes For similes For similes For similes For Oh That was really good, Mr. Russell Really? It sure was Well, thanks, kid You're welcome, Mr. Russell See you soon, Mr. Russell. Yep. See you soon, Henry. Hi, this is Eric Odie, author, poet, songwriter, and the creator of Tales from the Soggy Doggy Coffee Shop. Did you know you can help support this podcast simply by downloading music? It's true, and we'd love your help. Visit our website, SoggyDoggyCoffeeShop.com, where you can learn about the many wonderful people who help bring this podcast series together, and then find the support page. By purchasing award-winning music for kids, you are supporting this podcast. How cool is that? Tales from the Soggy Doggy Coffee Shop is a production of Deep Rooted Music. 